Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. Hello and welcome everyone to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm really excited to speak with you. I've got special guest Margie Ziegler tonight and I just can't wait to hear her story and her insights. She's on a powerful mission to help women live vibrantly. So who doesn't need some of that? So Margie, I'm going to turn it over to you and just give us a little brag intro, which is, you know, just who you are, what you do, but with like a little extra. Sometimes for women, it's hard for us to brag on ourselves and to really own our magic is revolutionary. So I'll turn it over to you first. Okay, thanks. I'll do my best. <laughs> my name is Margie Ziegler. I live in Boulder, Colorado. I'm a life coach. And I'm on a mission to help people live vibrantly, women especially live vibrantly with freedom and with impact. I've been a coach for since 2015, however many years that is, and an entrepreneur for 20 years. I've owned massage therapy businesses, and I have been a holistic practitioner in the healing arts professions since 1989. So I have worked with people. Globally, that's not so hard to do these days, but I've worked with women on six continents. Let's see. I don't know what else to say right now. (laughs) You see how many brags and I gotta say, you know, I'm in that same boat of having a brick and mortar business, a healing business, a private practice into the online business. And I feel like that is just a really unique gift when you've had multiple versions of business because in some ways the brick and mortar business can be much more trying and we're in the age where we're really you know everything is going online now and so it's it's if you haven't gotten in on it <laughs> listeners I think it's a great time to start an online business and I love that you have that healing focus so let's just chat a little bit tell us a little bit about what are you obsessed with right now I'm really obsessed with helping women find that time and money freedom to live a really vibrant life, which means, you know, think of the word vibrant. That word can mean so many things, you know, in your health, you have to have your health, right? The way you interact with life. And for me, it's really helping people tap into that soul guidance their own soul guidance really when it you take the lowest common denominator i've looked at this and thought about this so many times it's it's really about self love and feeling your value i think about that and that goes way back to when i was in grade school that was a gift i had was helping people feel really good about themselves listening to people and helping people feel their value And love. I mean, really, that's what helps us be in love with life and have that life experience that that we would love to have. To live that. I'm kind of curious. Why do you think it's hard for women to, you know, tap into self love? It could be DNA. I mean, it could be the way we were brought up. It could be the way we were yeah. brought up. Really. I mean, I was brought up. My mom and dad lived through the depression. And we were always taught, don't act big. 
Don't act big. Don't brag. Don't, you know, just sort of like be a peacemaker. And I was like just the opposite. I wanted to, you know, I sort of caused a ruckus. I was what people would call the black sheep of the family or or now maybe the badass. So people don't always see, people don't always see that side of me. But, you know, we have the strength within us and I think it was dimmed down. And we want to shine our light because we're more empowering when we do that. We're not empowering when we hide. We're not empowering when we play small. We were brought here. I believe that we came into this life experience to create, to be our best, to manifest physically. You know, otherwise, we would just continue to stay these eternal beings. Yeah, and I think that there's an agenda for why we were conditioned to play small. And so breaking that coding and really giving yourself permission to take up space and live life the way that you want. I don't know, for me, you know, I always dreamed of being a psychologist and then I did grad school and then I did 10 years of getting my private practice like successful and running and everything. And um, it just was exhausting, you know, and I had to achieve these things that I had really thought would make me happy but I was burned out and it was like my light had kind of dimmed because I was just drained and and exhausted you know and so I love this mission of vibrance and I feel like I had to kind of withdraw and like really do some healing work I've been doing healing work all along but just like really withdraw and put myself first and raise my vibration and then that's when the radiance and the vibrant shows up. And it's just like when you actually put yourself first and do what you want. So I love that you're dedicating your mission to that. Thank you so much. And I lo- and it just shows on you so much. I, I want to thank you so much for having me on this show, on this podcast. And, you know, I, I look huh. at because we were in we were in a course together. And, you know, I mean, I always thought you were completely amazing and awesome but I'm looking at you right now and you are just glowing and bright and beautiful and I I just love it thank you well I know that you're Reiki and so Reiki is a big part of that and also recently got a blue star kind of Pleiadian healing initiation and I think helped the radiance with that I know you're kind of passionate about this I started doing an inflammatory diet and just really trying to like kind of heal information to get like some of the natural glow back and it's been quite a journey I think the other secret ingredient was mentioned a little bit or if you follow on social I kind of went through a really tough time with my dad being in the hospital long term and so some of it was just crying like a million tears I felt you know when you're not crying those tears like things just kind of clog up and so you know sometimes just like letting go like you're saying self-love I feel like letting go and self-love are like the most important. And yet it's just like really challenging to do and to let go of control and just really, you know, be big and shiny. Well, you know, and that's so great that you can say that. And because letting go of control is really gaining it, don't you think? Otherwise we hold it in and we constrict ourselves, like you said. And when we cry or we, I've always had this thing my whole life. I mean, I'll say up until now, but I would just cry in the most, where I thought was most inappropriate places. And so I would always try not to. And the harder you try not to, the easier it is to do. 
And so if that happens, just, you know, and, and it's uncomfortable, you know, with who you're with or whatever, it's or just know that it's release. It's a release or a repatterning, whatever it is, even when the worst of you comes out in any way. I mean, that's not the worst. I mean, we, we allowing ourselves to cry takes some bravery too. And we, we need to let ourselves cry. But if something else comes up, instead of feeling guilt about it or shame or anything, it's like that's a release or a repatterning. And that might be one of the things that held us back too as women. It's like, don't cry, don't do this. I mean, well, men were more, don't cry. But just keeping the cap on it instead of expressing ourselves fully. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, it was more like you could be sad, but like you couldn't be angry. And so for me, sometimes when I was really angry, you know, I'd start crying because I just, it was like overcome with emotion. I know probably people can relate to that. It's kind of funny. I am a crier and sometimes I'll go through periods where I cry a lot. Like I feel like if I cry daily, I'm actually like doing really good. I really love This Is Us for that. That's been my weekly cry for like years now. So any This Is Us fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, I think crying, a lot of times we are shamed for it. And, you know, my husband is a trauma therapist. And so I can't tell you that every time someone cries in my office, they're like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, like you get extra credit for that. I had a supervisor when I was doing my PhD and he would just look in my wastebasket to see how many like Kleenexes I had. And he would look in and he would be like, wow, you're doing really good work. And the truth of it was I actually just had this one client who would cry like, profusely the whole session and use like a whole box. So anyway, that's all to say, I think just shouting out to, you know, having the freedom to express your emotions and that's what I think is really a huge part of the revolution. I think that is happening all around us, which I call divine feminine revolution, like to just really, you know, be able to be fully expressed. So I feel like that's part of what you're doing with empowering women to have like freedom and vibrance in the life they want. Yes. And I love that when I'm coaching somebody, sometimes, you know, with all my body work experience, I'm sure you can relate with this, like emotional healing, emotional release emotional unwinding, all that, along with, you know, I learned how to read people's bodies, I think. And I also learned how to really tap into their words to, to understand and listen. I listen that way. You know, I, there's lots of ways to listen to people, but to see and a lot of where are you feeling that? Because, and, and sometimes I can tell, or you can hear that it's coming from the throat chakra or the heart chakra or the solar plexus or you know you can tell if it's all up in somebody's head and to really just allow that to open or to support them in that i can feel like my reiki energy heating up as you're talking so i think you know one thing i feel really passionate about is like kind of bridging the psychology and the alternative healing world because I always would recommend my people to get Reiki or energy healing or acupuncture or tapping. You know, there's so many different kind of energy psychology techniques, but I really don't think you can fully heal trauma without, you know, addressing the body. So kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, what you think is the importance of body and energy work. Well, 
I had massage therapy practices for about 20 years and I really ended up, you know, at first it was all like push, push, go, go, trigger point, deep work. And that was really great for people. And then I got into the myofascial release work and went exclusively with that emotional release. And so, you know, a sustained pressure that would engage the fascia and that would, sometimes it would bring up memories. Sometimes it would just elongate and, and make a longer lasting release in the body. So they'd room and a lot of times it would alert some, somebody to something else that was going on, maybe in another part of the body or or somebody would unwind or cry or, you know, whatever they needed to do, get angry, you know, it, I loved the myofascial release. I think out of everything, people used to always think before I became a Reiki master that I was one and I wasn't, but somebody would say, oh, I see this purple aura over here. <laughs> one thing I, <laughs> and, and one thing I can do is I have this gift of being able to see energy and you might be familiar with that, but like dancing little filaments of light and energy around a person. And it goes much deeper than that, but that's a whole nother podcast. Ooh, and I want to hear all about that. <laughs> what a gift to be able to see energy. Like I'm definitely more like Claire audience first and then Claire, well, maybe Claire sentient first and then, <laughs> you know, so I always thought it would be really interesting to really really be able to see all the kind of multi-dimensional layers of energy that are around people so i love that you have that gift and i think anyone you know we all have latent gifts and so it's just about uncovering them it, it really happens more when i'm super relaxed it doesn't happen all the time but when i'm super connected that's when i see it and that's what i you know and so all that work was before coaching and like you you know how you got so burnt out with the brick and mortar building i mean <laughs> I had a few different places that I rented and, you know, there's so much work that goes into all the systems and, and as much as I loved it and I was doing a lot of good in the world, it was a big ripple effect. It's exhausting. And so it was beautiful that I was actually starting to be a coach and helping people to vision and visioning for my own life and things were coming true. And I, and I said to myself, and I sold my practice. Now, I never even thought I could do that. But I created that in my vision, my life. And part of it was having a new group of friends. You know, there were all these different things. And I created that. And then it just became true because you start going through your vision all the time. And so then I sold that practice. And I can't tell you what a blessing it is not to have the brick and mortar buildings to be able to, like you were getting back, circling back around, because that's what we do as women, right? We go off into different subjects and we circle back around. And they're talking about, you know, the, the, how much energy, how exhausting it is to have the brick and mortar buildings and how beautiful it is to be able to work wherever you are. And that's what I, that's what I'm all about right now is really helping. I love if a woman wants to have mommy care rather than daycare and nothing against daycare at all. But if a woman wants that, they should be able to have that at home or wherever they are and have that freedom where they don't have to go do something that they really don't want to do. That time for bringing up children is so short. And not just that, but to have the time and money freedom to buy what they want, you know, and yeah. 
and and and, and for and for me, you know, like I was, I never did the college thing. I did. I followed my heart and went and and at least from age thirty four on, I did, and I, I achieved a lot of certificates <laughs> and uh, licenses for certificates, but not the regular college thing, and. And so I'm following my heart, but it was still, so it was less work to follow the heart. And I love getting people connected with that so they can follow their heart and, you know, live that life that they're meant to experience. And I lost my train of thought in there somewhere. I was really going to bring up another point. I was just going to share with you that I actually had the fantasy of being a massage therapist or body worker. I was just like almost went acupuncture, but then ended up going a PhD psychologist. And like part of me always had this fantasy of like massage school, which I know actually is very intense, but you know, like candles and like pillows and like holding hands and doing self-discovery. That's what I really craved. And instead I went academia, which I like did not know what I was getting myself into. But when I landed in Knoxville, I ended up working with Gypsy Hand, Sarah Christum, who's an amazing healer. She's a massage therapist and a Reiki healer. And so she mentored me and initiated me. I've done literally at this point, 15 years. She married us and was my uh, midwife, you know, doula. She was both. And, you know, to have that kind of relationship with someone was so powerful. And she would have all these amazing workshops. And I actually had the honor of working with the Mori Healers, morihealers.com. And they're the indigenous healers of New Zealand. And they are body work experts. And it was so fascinating to see that. And I would actually like assist and I would sort of like, you know, sort of like the support mom and did all of their workshops whenever they would come to town. And to me, that just like really showed me here I am like a trauma therapist, but I'm witnessing this like incredibly powerful indigenous body work. And it just altered me. It altered my DNA. It altered my destiny. Like it was just like such a beautiful life-giving moment. And they're actually doing workshops. So I, I just love to, you know, honor my teachers. And, you know, looking at your bio, you've got an incredible lineage as well of, you know, all of the things that you've done for self-discovery. I think it's so revolutionary when women invest in themselves. I remember at the time having the Reiki appointments and getting the Reiki certification as a grad student. I was like poor. <laughs> and so that was like the first jump into investing. And then, you know, I met you at Jessica Riverson's, you know, feminine CEO. And I was like, right pre like midlife crisis of I can't do this anymore. But then what am I going to do instead? You know? And so it's so powerful that like women are reclaiming like, I don't want to live this way. I want to enjoy being a mom or I want to travel. I want to have my time freedom. I want to, you know, help the people in the world. And I want to do what I'm passionate about. I think it's kind of like the starving artist thing. Like the old paradigm didn't allow for that. But we're in a really exciting time because we're building this whole, you know, there's like patriarchy corporate, but We've got like our beautiful, you know, divine feminine CEO vibes kicking over here. And so share with us a little bit about what have been some of the turning points on your. Well, I'll just touch briefly on the one that was my very low point. There was a a time when things were going well. I was building my massage therapy business. I had two, two beautiful daughters, great family. I had a boyfriend who I was madly in love with. And 
all of a sudden, one day I found myself with my head in my hands wondering what the heck happened. And, you know, my mom had Alzheimer's, so she didn't know my name. It, it was just sad to see her go from being wow. so different to where she was. And my dad had died unexpectedly, which it was just oh, hurt. Like you're down. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody very close to me had to be gone for a few years. We'll put it that way. And it broke my heart completely that I wouldn't see her for a few Christmas seasons. That was like one of the hardest things. And then my hands were at the point after doing body work for almost 20 years, they were at a point where, I mean, I couldn't even pull my pajamas up. I was, I had gone to every kind of doctor and it's, I didn't know what I was going to do next. This was my life. Wow. These were my people, did you know, like all the people I cared about. And, and I had a thriving practice, but I didn't know what my next step would be on top of all that. My boyfriend, I gave him an ultimatum because there were some things that weren't happening that he said were going to happen. And I said, hey, it's either this or hasta la vista. And he laughed. And so I think that was the worst thing, the hardest thing of all. And so that's when it was one thing led to another. I started to invest in myself. I started, you know, I was sobbing uncontrollably. And something ah, caused me to get up, rise up off the ground and open my computer of all things where I watched a webinar and I bought that program and I stopped, you know, and I made a declaration, you know, I stopped my foot down and I said, I looked in the mirror and I looked at myself closely and I said, I will be happy. I will be successful. And uh, the thing is, so, so then one thing led to the next. I became a coach and, you know, I invested in these programs and it's just amazing. You know, the, the amount I invested in myself would make me sit up straight in bed at night and say, oh my God, what, how in the hell am I going to pay? Another a train was coming on, or, you know, and I, it was just amazing. But I learned how to navigate, learned how, how to navigate through the fear. But the problem was I kept going back into that relationship over and over and over. So and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm helping a lot of people in their lives, but here I am. And finally, when my 60th birthday was coming up, I said, I am not living this life again. Actually, it was 2019 where I just cut it off. And it was like, my beingness was way too high to live that life. Like I loved myself enough at that point. I loved myself enough where I couldn't go back into the relationship ever again, unless it was, unless things were completely different and, and they didn't change. So I was at a different place and a year and a half later, there were some repercussions and here we are in COVID and I'm looking for a plan B because all of my women with brick and mortar businesses, they had to shut down or cut down. And I'm saying, okay, mm -hmm. I don't really have a plan B that's enough. I don't have a plan B and my retirement, I wasn't at retirement age yet. And even that wouldn't have been a big enough nest egg, but long story short, and I didn't have to sell my house, but I did. And I moved across the country. And now here I am in Colorado and I, it's been a year and a half and I'm learning to love myself fully. And I am open to receiving. So it took a while to get through all that. I had another relationship that didn't work out, you know, and it's, but I stayed true to myself. I did what I said I was going to do.
and I got a little puppy and I, and I sold my house. It was like a ton of work to do to get out of there on time. And then I came here and, and like you, I, I've, I've cried a lot. <laughs> I'm one of those criers, but I've l- released a lot and became open enough to say yes to some opportunities. Yes. So the self-love is great. That helps. And, and you have to have that. And I listen to my soul guidance. And now opportunities have come for me where now I can help other people in a bigger way. So it does start with you, though. You have to help yourself in order to help somebody else. So I'm in the process of doing that. But now I have other things to offer people that where they can, like you, where they can create that more freedom in and vibrancy in their lives. Well, I just want to say like living your authentic life in Colorado look really good on you because you are absolutely going as well. And, you know, I think, you know, I've seen, I think every woman has to kind of face that moment where you have to ask yourself, like, who am I living for? You know, and I think we always have to end up living for ourselves first, you know, but we have so much programming not to do that. And that's where, you know, you can look around and go, okay, think this is the life I wanted. Like I work for all these things. Kind of like that eat, pray, love moment, you know, where where you're like, I designed this, but you know, it's lacking what my like soul is really craving. And so I just so applaud you for having the courage to do that. And that's been one of the major themes that have come through this podcast is that pretty much every woman, whether she left corporate or left a marriage or, you know, whatever her own version of a revolution was, she like went for it. And most of the people around us kind of think we're crazy. That's why I kind of call it like my midlife crisis because it, it does sort of look crazy until you make it, right? Until you succeed. Well, it is a process, right? I like yeah. to say I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way. And there's nothing, there is nothing that will stop me. And then we, we connect with the people that are right for us along the way. And I thought it was so amazing that you and I connected because, because and here you are doing something. It was a couple of years ago. I was still in Wisconsin and I remember thinking, I would love to have a podcast where I invite women on and I help them, you know, with whatever they're doing, like in their business or something. And it's, I never made a plan for what that would come to fruition. And, you know, I, I'm not on that track right now or anything, but it's always in my mind, just like the book. Like I, like I have this book when I started writing and that's going to come too, but other things come up and you take care of them and, and you really have to set a date for those. But I thought it was so cool that here you are and you're doing, you know, you're, you're living your authentic life. You're being your authentic and you're having other people do it. And it's just so amazing. So I, I just get thrilled by these connections and these coincidences, what we call coincidences, they're all miracles to me. Yeah, we're kind of building this like collective web of all this healing energy that by everyone just putting, you know, positive, inspiring, you know, how moments or whatever you're writing in your content, you know, we're putting so much good out into the world. And then when we all link up together, you know, it's just like connecting with a very beautiful, like healing web that I think counteracts the the control consciousness that so many of us have consumed through our culture. Right. And competitiveness. 
Exciting. Like I'm not, I'm not about competing at all. I just don't want to be like that. I want to uplift other people. I want to uplift women. I want to support women. And it's so much different than yeah. what we brought up to believe too. And I know we're different generations and everything, but I mean, and I, so I'm not sure how you were brought up, but, and, and we weren't even, com- actually we weren't competitive. It was going into the business world and maybe, maybe that's when the competitiveness, you have to be competitive. You have to do this. So. Well, it's all about scarcity mentality around, you know, you know, doggy dog or, you know, it's just financial scarcity that there's not enough for us. You know, there's not enough to go around. And I think a lot of these things were fabricated. There's a great documentary called I Am. And it's actually about the director who did like the Ace Ventura movies. I'm blocking his name, but he made it, was super successful, like a bajillionaire, you know. And then he had a concussion thing that created like a lot of like basically a healing crisis for him. And he ended up like giving away all of his money and then doing this incredible documentary exploring how you've kind of been lied to in this competitive sort of capitalistic version. When really, if you look at nature, yes, there is, you know, eating of other animals, but it's in balance and it's all part of the life cycle and each part like nourishes it itself, you know. And so I think this, what I think of is that divine feminine energy and, you know, balance with the masculine. We definitely need that too. Is just like inclusion and like self-expression and safety. Yeah. Like you said, just like living your authentic life and like vibrating higher. So I think there's so many amazing women leaders that are doing this work. And so I look forward to every episode. Like, you know, not all parts of business are fun, but the podcast was like definitely the first thing besides like coaching programs and group calls and stuff where I felt like, okay, this feels like I would pay to be on this podcast. You know what I mean? It felt like a group container in a way. And it was just so fun. And everyone's stories just like showing up so powerfully and vulnerably have been so inspiring to me. So I think we just need all of these examples of positive women showing up and not the like perfect version, but like the real version, like tears and all, right? To tie it back around. (laughs) Right. However However we show up. It was so empowering to show up a few times without makeup on. I never thought I would do that. Not on a podcast like this, but but like on some videos and things. It's okay. Here I am. This is me. <laughs> and, you know, talking about maybe something I was going to do. Maybe it was working out. Maybe it was, maybe it was, I was going to telling them what shampoo I was going to use or something like that. Or what I was going to do next. Because people want, people... They want to know about you. They want to know about, you know, they're, they're more sometimes about, it's more about the connection than about the product. I mean, the product's important, but that you're selling whatever that is, if it's a coaching program or if it's financial kind of program or a healing, whatever it is, you know, but it's more about, do I want to, how do I connect with this person? And and I want more of this. I want more. Of, I want to know more about her. And, you know, then you build a trust with people you build, build connection and trust. And I love that. It feels so good. Yeah. And like living with trust, like trusting yourself, trusting your business. That is so empowering because when you try to do it the way where you're controlling and micromanaging and, yeah. you know, 
like second guessing and, and we all do it. It's very human. But all of that like doubt and spending all just, you know, can center out all this energy. And so bring you back in, bring you back in and just being like, you know, I'm going to trust my feeling, um, you know, and my wisdom to kind of take me through to the next level. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, we need to have the balance of the male energy, too. That's the action part, right? We have to take action, too. We can't just sit there and eat bonbons all day. But that feeling part is so important because that's what guides us and that's what taps us into our own soul when we can really connect with that. And so just allowing ourselves to receive what maybe what our next step is, but not using the push nerve. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found when I was doing wrong. I mean, I'm just noticing I'm 61 right now and I'm still noticing, oh, I'm using, using push energy. I'm, I'm doing all these things and, and I'm working so hard and it's not really working. I mean, some of it does, but that's not enjoyable. That's not who I want to be. That's not what I want to be. And we really, it's really about who we become. And some of it's grit. Yes. But we have to be in arraignment with it. It has to be right for us. And sometimes receiving and then moving forward in the, in more of a fun way in our business. I mean, yeah. we should be able to do that. I love the intro to your podcast. Well, thank your, you. When, you know, they were, you were saying that we as women, we should be able to do whatever the fuck we want. Well, yeah. yeah. I think you got to love a little intro. But that's the, you know, that's, that's the badass part of us that we need to embrace, right? Yeah, I actually just read a post this morning. I had grabbed a screenshot of a little picture of me when I was eight-ish, maybe. And my daughter's that age a little bit older. And I remember applying for, like, the sassiest girl in America. Sassy was like a pre-teen magazine or whatever. And just realizing that I was also, at the time, like, extremely, like, in my younger years, like, because of trauma. And uh, like really bad social anxiety. It was like super shy and like kind of didn't speak for years because it was just so in my head and judgmental and locked into self hate. So it was really interesting to write about that little girl because sometimes she shows up and she like runs my business. She's it's too much. I don't want to be seen. I'm going to disappear, you know? And so just like recognizing that it's not me, that's like my inner eight year old who's, you know, I can tell you from my own daughter. We're extremely demanding at that age, you know, and <laughs> it's it's so intense as the hormones are starting. And I think with women, you know, hormones are such a huge part of every, you know, life cycle point that you're at. And we can't not be like, we really can't lie to ourselves because our hormones will let us know, like they just will. <laughs> I love what you said. That was really inspiring. You were talking about when you want to hide how that's that shy little girl. And because I was really shy and I'm an introvert too. And I think about that because you just brought up something that I frame myself hiding sometimes. Sometimes I'll challenge myself to be live every day for 30 days or something like that. Sometimes I don't feel like it. Now, you know, I'll just remember that might be that shy little girl. But in some ways we have to honor ourselves too. And if we want to show up every day, well, maybe we should have something recorded and then, you know, pop that one in there, but, or just give value in another way, I guess, as leaders, as, as, uh, you know, as, as people that inspire others, you know, there's other things we can do, but that was, that really, uh, really made me think a little bit. 
yeah, that was a big shift in my business to try to figure out like, how do I do a business that feels to me and human design came into my life. And I learned was two, six, which is hermit and role model. And it made so much sense because there is a side of me that does love to be in the spotlight and loves to talk to people and connect. And it was like extremely extroverted. But then there is a side of me that is like the mystic and that, you know, is, you know, like when you're an energy healer, like things can be kind of intense, you know, so we need that time to like ground and, you know, do our own work. Right. Right. And so just giving me the language to say at the time I was not getting any alone time. And so since I got human design certified this past year, I've had more alone time than I've probably ever have. And so that has really helped me get into a higher vibe and more alignment and just feeling better. And so I kind of love the podcast, even though we're live streaming it now, you know, it is an audio only platform. So, you know, I think that's why it's nice with coaching. You can switch it up with writing or recording or recording off camera, you know, however you want to do it. And I think like for me, the biggest switch, you know, from the overly academic and sort of like traumatized mom boss business owner who is always like, ah, I got a million things to do too. Okay, like less is more. And how do I do this in a way that's actually just like easy and fun? And, you know, a lot of that for me was just not pretending to be something I'm not. Like I always kind of felt like a little bit guilty as a psychologist because like I was always just me and it was not formal and I didn't have my little clipboard and stuff, you know, and so I always kind of felt like I was doing it wrong, even though I knew it was right because I was like not following that expectation. One time I got this really prestigious offer to work in a group practice, but I looked around and everyone was wearing dress pants and I was like, I cannot live like that. And I actually ended up investing in this really amazing, expensive office in a historic house, just like a solo practice. And then right after I found out I was pregnant and I was like, oh my God, I just got this expensive office. And now I'm pregnant, like WTF. And so, you know, I really have, you know, after, you know, after a decade or or two or three or however long, you know, you do start to figure it out. But I think just the revolutionary thing was just realizing, like, I had created a job. Like, even though I was a business owner, even though I had more time than most people, like, I had the stress of doing it all. And so I sort of, the you know, I'm so grateful to the pleasure community and, and coaching that I've received and spiritual coaches as well, because they really like just give you permission to go for it in a way that feels good for you. And probably in a way that like other people may not understand what the hell you're doing, but it's okay because eventually like when it clicks, then people are coming to you and being like, how did you do it? <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't that the thing? I mean, that's what we want for pe- people to come to us. Instead of, I don't want the push energy. I don't want to be out or getting or trying to get, you know, like, so I stopped that kind of mindset, but also appreciating. So I'm kind tying into one of the things you said, really appreciating yourself authentically. And I'm finding that, and I've known this for years and years. I'm sure a lot of people know this, but there's an ebb and a flow, just like with the tide, just like with the moon. Sometimes we want to be out there, you know, the extroverts. And then other times we just sort of pull back and we want to, and I find this goes in two week cycles a lot where it's like, yes, <laughs> you know, two weeks and it's like, I'm on fire. And then yeah. it's okay. And then more introspection for a couple of weeks. And 
And to really allow yourself to go with that can help bring you to a homeostasis and just to find that balance within yourself and to be in love with life are it you have to listen and navigate through that or allow yourself to be in that however that's going to show up I totally feel that and it's so funny because I'm in the middle of my mastermind launch and I'm really trying to do it in a way that feels really good and about like you know coming up on the last two weeks of it and then I got a bladder infection, which, you know, if any, you know, all women know how excruciating that is. And so I just dropped off for three days and kind of disappeared just because I had so much going on. I've just kind of really been slammed this week in a good way. But I'm sitting here going, damn, I am not doing my pleasure-based business because I'm like, see clients and just kind of toughing it out. And I feel like that can be a very like, strong resilient attitude but I think you know what it's like with the brick and mortar struggle like sometimes you just have to show up to see your quota of patients and so or clients and I think you know this whole online business model is so free because it gets you out of like time for money and what I've found is you know if I see a bunch of clients in a row there's like a theme of the day that everybody is dealing with even though they don't know each other (laughs) And I would find myself like repeating, this is my Megan shtick on self-esteem or on how to change this or whatever. And I realized with coaching, like, no, I can just record an episode and this beautiful conversation we're having is infinite. Like people can listen to it from now to however long podcasts exist, you know? And I think the podcast thing is really exciting because it's actually in the past, I don't know, year or two since I've been doing it. It's been picked up by all the platforms. Like I'm on Amazon as a product and I'm like, okay, interesting. It's free, you know, of course, but all the outlets have picked up podcasts. So I think there's no better time to start a podcast if you feel the call. And for me, I did it like very messy. I just kind of was like, okay, like I I know how to connect with people. I'm in this incredible space with all these like revolutionary, amazing women. Let's just record and figure it out later. (laughs) And so I do think some... I get caught up in perfectionism, but like a lot of times I'm just like, okay, just show up and be yourself. And that's all you can do. I am totally in alignment with that. I've this year, I've been doing things messy. Do it messy because what I've heard is, I think Eric Worre said this. He said, progress is perfection. So yeah. we won't make progress. We have to drop that perfectionism. And I tell you, there was a little bit of, anxiety stuckness before I came on here and I was feeling that yesterday like I wasn't prepared enough it's like I love doing this I love being here and I love being here with you but I love what you came back and said just show up yeah that's what I tell myself because I do so I had to trust as usual I mean the thing that I always trust the universe but I trusted you because I knew doing this you know the questions to ask and and yeah, I don't know them ahead of time because they always just evolve naturally. I love that. I think that's I love- kind of the feminine way, like the magic unfolds. And, you know, I just kind of just doing that as a therapist because you just like, never knew what your people were coming with. So it's always kind of fly by the seat of your pants. And so I've just adopted that as a business strategy. <laughs> you know, and I know that because even with therapeutic work, somebody may have come in because they had some low back pain, but we end up treating 
in their neck. You know, somebody will say, or all of a sudden I'll have my hands because I would do it intuitively on their solar plexus. And I'd think to myself, what am I doing? And then just trust, trust, trust. Later after that, and I wouldn't talk because I had to just be there. And then after they'd say, how did you know I was having problems there? <laughs> you know, and wow. then with coaching too, a lot of times it unfolds organically. So that was then, but I still use all of those skills and I just have such deep reverence for those healing arts and, and those moments and, and all the people, all the people that were my patients and, you know, all the, all the work I got to do. But then, so that you never lose anything, even when you move on, because it's all incorporated into you and your experience and how you can help people. So doing the coaching, that all, that unfolded organically too. <laughs> all of that. And, and sometimes people come in with a certain thing, but then all of a sudden there's a hurricane or their mother, their grandma wanders off. And, you know, this is a big thing. Or they have a problem, like a huge, you know, a big problem with a family member. And it's, you know, we got to get this person just leveled out and then move on to that. This is the most important thing right now. You got to go with it. Absolutely. Help them through this because then that can help. Okay, babies. <laughs> that can help them. I know. It's funny. In my home office, I have a guinea pig. And so sometimes it'll be like, like doing the little weird guinea pig noise. <laughs> we're recording this out. I just love it. The babies and the, the dog, you know, the animal babies all want to be like seen and, and recorded. Uh, so it's funny. My daughter, she's like, when do I get to do my episode? I'm like, yeah, we'll do it whenever you want. So I'm that should from... be Awesome. I love it. And, and I love it. You know, I'm a mom and a grandmom and, you know, they, they're like my pride and my joy. And, and I want them, you know, and, and like this little dog here, it's like, she's part of my life. You know, things don't have to be perfect. You can hear my dog. It's, oh, well, I don't want her to interact too much. But these, these babies, what I wanted to say today, one thing was that my daughters and my granddaughters like they are the most important things in my life <laughs> there's dog here playing around if you ever have a golden retriever that's what you gotta put up with and i want them to see what an empowered woman is like and i want them to see you know i want them to know that they can create whatever they want to create in their lives and that they can live the lives that they want to live and that is so important to me for them for them to live that life experience that that's empowering, inspiring, where they can be the best versions of themselves. Well, what a beautiful example of the matriarchy and action, you know, and I think a lot of times for many women leaders, like our why is, you know, the generations that come below us. And, you know, you know, as a healer, like when we do our own personal healing, we're healing the generations back and the generations forward. And so, you know, I think it's impossible, you know, that you have the courage to show up because it's so nice to see that the mindset around healing is changing and more and more people are embracing it. But, you know, over the years, it, it wasn't that easy to be visible and talk about these things because they were revolutionary. And now, you know, I think people are embracing, you know, we're in a whole new paradigm and that means like new rules and undoing and all that stuff. And so, you know, thank you for sharing, you know, beautifully your journey and how you got here. So it comes to the time where we want to know how to work with you. Tell us where to find you and what offers you have going on. And, you know, just thank you again for sharing your beautiful voice and your beautiful energy. 
Thank you so much. You can actually connect with me through Facebook and I'll give you the links for that. You know, my personal page, my business page, my business is called Dream Life Ignited. I use my personal page a lot though. I coach women. I like coaching individually. Every now and then I have a group program and I coach either organically or I can coach with a program that I created called Confident Action Mastery, which all comes down to self-love and soul guidance anyway. (laughs) And it's evocative kind of coaching and healing kind of coaching, whatever, you know, tapping into you. It's more about tapping into you and what you're aligned with. And then also I have, um, I have, you know, I've opened myself up to more. So I keep finding, seeing more, but I can also help people create a life and business and income. Actually, it can be either active if let's say, and this is for anybody, but let's say if you want to create teams, uh, if you want to do that, we have some healthy products, you know, that kind of distribution. So I do a few different things. I And I know the, the no-no is to say, to give too many options, but really. I think the multidimensional healers like ourselves, like, of course, we have multidimensional offerings. It's the whole package, right? And we want to have multiple sources of income, too, but not everybody is for that kind of thing. So then there's another thing where you can where you can, there's some passive income that you can generate as well. And so there's different, you know, there's the healing and the coaching, and then there's some other avenues. Should that be for you? You know, and I am just so open, like I am not tied. And what I love about that is that I'm not tied to any one thing. It's all about you. It's all about you and what you would love in your life. And we can explore those things. And so I have these I have these vehicles for you to do that, but connecting with you, really helping you connect with your soul guidance, with your vision, uh, creating a vision and mindset, you know, so that you can move forward and create that perfect version. So anyway, didn't mean to get off on a tangent there. Well, good job. You've come a long way, you know, I think it's so hard especially for healers, I find, to just talk about like how amazing they are, you know, and I'm good thing we can like feel it through your energy, you know, but I, I just think it's revolutionary when, when women share, you know, and sell, you know, and it just, <laughs> there's not a stigma against corporate selling. And yet we feel like, oh, you know, I can only have one offer. I can only talk about one. At a right, time. right. It's break the um, rules. Break yes. the you know, like the heck with that all. It's right. So, you know, if you want some healthy hair care, skin care, or wellness products, I have that. I have, if you want to join a team, you know, I have that. If you want to have some money working for you passively, you know, it's like, what? That's not, I don't know. <laughs> so if I love yourself and, and, you know, like for me to be brave enough to break that old paradigm, like I said, I'm never doing that again. I'm living a different life. And I had to actually do something completely different so that I wouldn't get back into that old pattern. Not everybody needs to be, take such drastic steps as, as I did. But I got out of an unhealthy relationship and I'm so grateful for it. I don't want to like, it. it's nobody's fault. You know, it's like. Well, I think we all have chapters and sometimes one chapter. 
waiting for the next chapter to begin. And I find myself on that threshold. It seems like for a few years now, but right, uh, I know the new chapter is all around me and it's happening, you know. And uh, right, find your way, find your way, find your way. Yeah, I saw something about if God's making you wait, then it's something like much bigger than you thought it was. So I think for a lot of coaches and healers and revolutionary leaders, like this thing that we're we're starting or have been doing for a long time, it's just now that the energy shift has happened and we're in a new paradigm, like it's going to be even more magical and more amazing than we thought it was. I know I love it. And magic is one of my favorite words. <laughs> So that's a good way. And I'll give you, I guess, probably messaging on Facebook is a good way. And then I can give you a, I'll give you a link to Linktree where there's a contact form. Yeah, we'll have all this stuff in the show we'll notes. that all later. Go check out her website. Thank you so much for your time and your living. Thank you. Everybody for listening and watching. And if you're interested, I have, as of now, a few spaces left in my mastermind divine. And it is going to be a combo of one-on-one mindset vibrational healing sessions with me and trauma assisting as well and a beautiful sisterhood only four women who are going to be you know game changers and revolutionary leaders in this beautiful movement of the matriarchy rising so anyway just send me a dm don't you know tell margie that you so appreciated this episode with her and we'll see everybody next time awesome thank you so much Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.